0: from the 50, midweek edition.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the From the 50 Midweek Show presented by Book It Sports. And we got a couple of games to recap, and it's going to be an adventure, guys. I'm just going to just be upfront about that. Uh, we are, I think, all on a little bit different delay, so we could be talking <laughs> over each other. We got Big Web Remote, I think, the, for the first time in a while. So, uh, you know, credit to Big Web. He's got his, he's got his home set up now. And uh, we're just going to be rocking and rolling, recapping the NFC Championship, AFC Championship. we got some free agent stuff to talk about. We're going to stay away from the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, I, I know that that's obviously the one game still going on, but we got plenty of time to, to talk about that. So we're going to focus on this past weekend's games and talk about some season stuff. So how are we doing, guys? Doing good,
2: man. Yeah, this is uh, the first time we had Big Web. Uh, since the last time we tried it on his phone, it was very choppy. Uh, we're hoping that this this time will be better uh, on his end. But, you know, we had to decide to go everybody at their own home studio today. And so far, we got uh, most people okay and Big Web on a seven second delay. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I'm doing good.
1: Big Web, how's it hanging, my man? Five. I'm not
3: saying a word. <laughs> it, it's going great. You'll hear this in about five seconds. I'm really happy.
1: You know it's actually not that as bad as we were doing it in, in, in the beginning. I mean it's still a delay, but it's not. You know, I mean I could have like ran, taken a piss, came back, and heard your response to what I was going to say earlier. So I mean right. we're definitely we're definitely trending in the right direction. But uh, but we got a, a lot to talk about today. I figured we could go in chronological order, recapping the games, and I think the first game that was played at about two o'clock. Uh, the Green Bay Packers hosting Tom Brady's uh, – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you will. I thought that game, you know, was probably the, the most interesting as it turned out um, as opposed to the Chiefs-Bills game that occurred later. Um, it, Packers get down big, made a ton of mistakes, uh, make a little bit of a comeback effort. But in the end, um, just too many mistakes and the Bucks were too good. I'm curious to for your guys' thoughts, and maybe we'll just kind of go down the line. And then we can, you know, offshoot into some different conversation. But, TJ, what were your takeaways from the game on Sunday?
2: I mean, Green Bay had every chance to, to win that football game. That's that's what I kind of take from it. You know, their defense just gave up way too many big plays at, at just the worst times. You know, at the end of that first half, we saw what happened to Scottie Miller play. It's the same situation we said when Oakland beat the Jets during the season. And, and the Jets were about to win their first game of the year. And then Greg Williams just blitzed everybody. And, and you knew every, you knew the one play that was going to happen. There's six seconds left on the board. You know that Tom Brady's going deep. It's the only play he can have. There's no, no time more out. timeouts. Yeah. That's it. So you know that's the play. He goes after Kevin King. Kevin King had a fucking terrible game. I don't have to tell you that, Zook um and no, they not. give up the touchdown terrible that aaron jones fumbles for the uh second time in the game the first drive of the third quarter so you're talking about two drives in a row 14 points for the bucks and and they end up going on on to win by five so it's it's the fact that the packers had their chance to win they were down was it uh was it 30 no was it 28 to 10 28, 28 to 10, 10 i believe yeah, and they had a chance. Rodgers came back, started playing well. The offense was moving the ball a lot. Then the defense started getting stops. They started doing their job, and then the offense stopped doing their job. So they just never meshed. Like The defense had their two terrible, terrible plays that they gave up, uh, big-time touchdowns to, to the Bucks. Then you had the offense not step up when the defense finally got it done. Uh, it was just a lot of inconsistencies, and it sucks, because I honestly wanted to see Rodgers get a chance to win um not only because you know he's only won one and he's gonna go down as one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history talent wise you'd think um but I think it would have been more of an intriguing Super Bowl I think it's going to be exciting to see Brady go at Mahomes it's either going to be back-to-back Super Bowl champs or Brady's seventh which is insane but I think it would have been more fun and a more electric game to see Chiefs and Packers for sure, maybe even uh, Packers and Bills. Um, we'll get to that game in a minute. But, yeah, man, I, I just think mi- just missed opportunities by both sides and, and just really didn't match at the right time.
1: Yeah, n- n- um, I, I I mean, you basically – yeah, you're going to shorten my recap because, I mean, you I echo everything you just said for the most part. I mean, yeah. uh, just ton of mistakes. And, and I'm with you, like, on the Brady thing. I think it's cool – but I, I am getting to the point where I'm just kind of over it. I mean, it's his 10th tenth, tenth Super Bowl. Yeah. It's I am almost getting, getting annoying how good he is. Uh, yeah. I'm getting a little fatigued by it, and it's not as though the guy is, like, willing the Bucks to the Super Bowl. Like He threw three picks against the Packers. Three straight drives, uh, too. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers would, like, have to change his shorts if you told him he could throw three interceptions and win a NFC championship game. But... Yeah. uh yeah, I mean, I, I I think it'll definitely be interesting though. I mean, like Brady Mahomes in the Super Bowl, I think it'll be certainly a contest. And I think that when you get this late in the season with the quarterbacks we've had, these are like legacy games, man. Like Rodgers versus Brady in the NFC chip, you're gonna get Rodgers versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Probably the only time those two will meet in the Super Bowl. Now they played in the AFC title, but they're meeting, it, you know, on the biggest stage, you know, next week. So, so Nick, what would you kind of think of that first game? I'm I'm interested to hear kind of what your takeaway was watching it because obviously you were uh, out in Reno and we didn't get to we didn't get to watch it with you so what were your kind of thoughts
4: yeah I think Tampa Bay played a more complete game that's what you're seeing right now out of the Buccaneers is they're a more complete team on both sides of the ball the Packers certainly had their mistakes and and that's where Tampa Bay capitalized and at this season when you get this deep into the playoffs you pretty much have to play a perfect game if you want a chance to win the Buccaneers kind of left the, the left the door open there uh, in the second half, a little bit, and uh, the the Packers took advantage. But ultimately, down the stretch, just couldn't stay consistent with it. You can't give up that that touchdown before halftime. I think that was really the turning point in the game. Was the late the late TD after the pick, and then giving the ball back. Uh, you just can't let that happen, and really took the air out of out of Lambeau uh, going into halftime. I mean, it's a touchdown to Scotty Miller. It's not like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin beat you. They're two best guys. Scotty Miller, no. no no offense to Scotty Miller, but he's not one of their top wide receivers. He just beat, beat him deep and, and got behind the defense. I don't know if it's Kevin King that was on him on, on that play or not. It but, was. Uh, yeah, so it, just the coverage was, was terrible, had an awful game, and and that's going to happen. And unlike a Kansas City game where, you know, Nico Hartman makes a mistake and then comes back later, you, you just got to be able to rebound in that situation. And I think we, we were all in the Packers, which I, I was – kind of shocked that they didn't put up a better performance, especially after they had played them earlier on in the season. But it just goes to show what Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady, led by Tom Brady, can do in the playoffs. Really, since Bruce Arians has turned over this team to Tom Brady and kind of let Tom Brady be the quote-unquote coach of this, of this offense. Um, I don't know if, if I mentioned this on Sunday's show, but there was a time where, where, where Tom Brady's looking at his, uh, his arm sleeve after he gets the play call in from Bruce Arians and it, you know, there's questions as whether Tom Brady's actually calling the plays or, you know, audibling in the huddle, you know, making a decision for himself. And so that's just, you know, a chess match in itself and something I'm interested to see how the Kansas city uh, defense does against him because yeah, Tom Brady, despite the three picks is still the goat and, you know, the leader of that team. And even if he's not making all the plays for them, they have, Arguably, you know, after the season, one of the best defenses in the league. And uh it's really showcasing that and showcasing that game for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I definitely agree with the, like your first point that Tampa's just been a more complete team. They they had the elite defense early on, and although they faded, they had the personnel and, and they they had the guys there, right? And then they have, you know, just a an embarrassment of riches in terms of the skill positions. I mean, that's just something that the Packers personnel just didn't have. Uh, But, but big web, I know you're a little behind here, but uh, what were your kind of takeaways from, from Sunday's game in terms of, you know, the Packers kind of, kind of blowing it? Because I feel like this for me, you know, as obviously a fan of the team was a lot different feeling than the NFC championship a year ago against the Niners who were just a wagon, you know, like this, this year, I felt like it was the Packers that were the wagon. And they just didn't show up from the word go. What was kind of your takeaways watching it unfold? I think it has a lot to do with
3: what you guys already said. I mean, this Kevin King play right before half was huge. Let's just face it, that was, that was huge. It was a huge seven points that just really screwed him. And Kevin King, let me tell you something. You can't fly. Keep your damn feet on the ground and you'll get somewhere and cover the damn receiver. What a moron. That, that means it goes. What a moron. And then, and then when the guy drops the two-point conversion, you, you see, you see uh, <laughs> a guy dropped the two-point conversion. I was just screaming at him. Right there at that point, right there, I thought, uh-oh, this is ugly. This this could be a real problem. And, and it was. And then late in the game – we got screwed by the refs a little bit it might have been too late but there was a little screwing by the refs that uh rogers commented on this week and wasn't very happy about so uh it's a shame i I do think green bay unfortunately is a player today in the defensive secondary and on defense and uh man it sucks for green bay fans but uh brady brady is a lucky guy he's lucky to be there and uh They got a good team. I think they're going to put a real good game up against Kansas City.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, well, first of all, I just got to give a huge shout out to Big Web. I've been on those uh, on the delay before when you hear other people talking five seconds after, and then you're trying to finish your thought with stuff in your ear and trying to block that out. I mean, just a true quintessential professional. So, chef, chef's kiss to you, Big Web. Fuck Fuck that that (laughs) shit. Um, but you know, I, so I'll, I have a lot of thoughts on the game, obviously, and you guys already summed up some major points, but some of the takeaways I had, obviously I think the Kevin King at the end of the half is like borderline one of the, one of the Most most ridiculous things I've ever seen. For that, you can't let that
2: happen. You said it, Zook. You cannot let that happen. You said it before the play. You said you know what's coming. You cannot let this happen. And sure enough, it happened. I looked right at you, and you you didn't even you weren't even that mad. You're
1: just like, see, told you can't fucking (laughs) let that happen. It's it's and I don't blame you know Kevin King had a terrible game, right? I don't blame Kevin King for that play. That is not his fault. That his defensive coordinator, and and, I, and it looked like man coverage to me in the beginning. I looked at the the box view afterwards, like the day after, and sure enough, it was confirmed. To, to me, it looked like they were playing classic cover one robber, which is, you know, for in, in layman's terms, it's one safety high, it's man across the board, and the second safety is playing a robber coverage underneath in the middle of the field, like where the linebackers normally line up. So in essence... You had one safety in the middle of the field, but even on cover one, that Roman safety can't really do a whole lot unless he's shading to a certain side. And (laughs) I don't like understand how you like your brain. Like, I don't even think anybody playing Madden would do that. Like, I don't understand how your brain goes to, oh, cover one, six seconds before the half, cover one, let's do it. Because, I know the prevents in the, in the defense. They do it all the time when I don't want them to do it. They've played with a lead plenty of times this year. So, like, I don't put the the play at the end of the half on Kevin King. And I agree. I think that's totally where the game swung. Because it was 14-10 to 10 going into the locker room, and you were going to have the first possession coming out. And then, of course, it snowballs on them. It leads to the Aaron Jones fumble. And the play before the touchdown too—you had the Will Redman dropped interception. It's just like mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. And, and we can talk about the official the, that call at the end. I mean, that was that was just that was tough. I mean, it was—I I think it was a terrible call given the situation and how they had how they had called the game all day. Now, I think that under the under the rule book, I'm a, I'm cool with that, right? Like, I, I think that's a foul, like in, in the rule book. The way the game was being called, though, that's not a foul. Like to to use a a baseball analogy, it's like if the, if the umpire isn't giving you the outside corner all game, all game, all game, he's not giving you the outside corner. Then the the winning runs on third base, and all of a sudden you get rung up outside corner. That yeah. hasn't been a strike all game. Now in the in the letter of the rule book, sure, I guess it's a strike, but the my whole issue with it was the way that they let it pl- like both sides play for the whole game and that was another thing we kind of called watching it together like you knew the flags were going to come out at one point and they chose the absolute worst time to do it and that the feeling i had the second i saw the yellow flag fly in from 25 yards in the defensive backfield was it was just like the feeling i had when Brandon Bostic let the onside kick in Seattle bounce right off his fucking helmet. That was one of the worst feelings I've ever had watching a sporting event. So, but, but, and even that being said, right? Like they didn't lose the game because of the officials. Like I saw a lot of Packers bitching about that Packers fans bitching about that. uh, Like afterwards that I follow on Twitter. And it's like, yeah, that was a bad call, but. You know, it's (laughs) five seconds late. It's a five
2: second late call.
1: I mean it was and it was a bad call, like right. I'm not defending the call, but like that is not why they lost the game. Like they lost the game no. because they threw interceptions, they fumbled the football. Mike Lombardi talks a lot about the last five and the first five, meaning the last five minutes of the half and the first five minutes of the second half. And the Packers in that stretch made like 10 horrendous mistakes. They went three and out and gave the ball back to Tom Brady to even get in range to 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 do the touchdown there at the, uh, with 6 seconds left in the half. Then coming out you fumble the the opening possession of the third quarter which leads to another six. It was 14-10. You were down 28 to 10 and the game was basically over at, at that point. So it just it just sucks because at least from a per, my perspective who's watched the team, you know, like all my life and has definitely followed this this recent, you know, cast of players I thought that they kind of had it teed up for them this year. Uh, They had the home field advantage. They had the best record in the NFC. The Niners got all injured, so they weren't really a factor. And there wasn't really a super team to challenge them. Now, I think they probably would have got lambasted by Kansas City in, in the Super Bowl after watching them play in the AFC title game. But... I think getting to the Super Bowl is important, and for for Rogers' legacy, it kind of disappoints me for him because there's a lot of people talking mess on him now. One and four in the NFC title game, and like the, it's it's just disappointing that you knew you had the team to do it. Like the personnel, I. I agree with Big Web. A couple players away, but like, they had enough talent on defense. Like, you have the best corner in the league this year anyway. You had the number two safety in the league and Adrian Amos. You had another safety that you took in the first round. You had a first-round edge rusher to pair with Zadarius Smith, who led the league in pressures in 2019. Like, they had enough, like, but to for the coach to – the defensive coordinator, Patton, to be as bad as he's been and for the special teams to be as bad as they've been, like – it just the offense has to overcome so much, and that's what's disappointing. Because like I feel like they're not yeah. going to get back. You know that that's like the, yeah. the feeling I have. Like,
2: well, dude, the thing is too. You know, you talk about what happened at the end of the first half. You talk about the start of the third quarter with the Aaron Jones fumble. You're down twenty-eight to ten. You bounce right back though. They march right down the field and they're down by eleven. Then the first interception happened, and they come back and score another touchdown. Try to go for two. Don't get it. You're down by five. There's two more Brady interceptions that happened right after that. Yes. And guess what happened on the next drive? Three yeah. and out, three and out. Not even first down. Two, three and outs.
1: Yeah, and that's totally something that we glossed over, which is a great point by you because they went, I believe they had six points off the three interceptions, which is just terrible. So yeah, like, yeah, we, we can talk a ton of deserved shit about Kevin King and Mike Patton and the defense and how bad they were because they put them in the hole. But – Rodgers also had the opportunity to get out and the offense failed them. And uh, you know, I saw a lot of people hating on the floor for the football. And we can talk about this too, because I disagreed with it and hated it at the time. I kind of went back afterwards. I still disagree with it, but let me tell you why he's, he wasn't an idiot for it because I thought he was. it it was just a total, I, I was, my mind was blown. And, when I went back and like kind of reevaluated it afterwards and, and, and you know me, like I'm not, I'm not trying to like some, like I don't defend coaches very often. Like I, I very rarely will change my mind to defend one. And I still disagree with the, with the call, but I at least get it because if you think about it, they had first and goal from the eight, right? They had three incomplete passes. So you're now fourth and goal from the eight. You've just had three incompletions that i think must be factored into the decision additionally the analytics i think would tell you to kick the field goal because you're down eight so what's the percentage of converting fourth and eight in that situation i'd say it's like probably around like 30 percent it's definitely less than half so what's the odds now and we know that a two-point conversion is around 50 percent so what are the odds that you convert both of the fourth and eight and then right consecutively the two point to tie because if you miss it then you still – like, let's say you convert the fourth and eight, but you don't get the two-point. You still got to get that stop anyways. So I think he actually – and that's just to tie the game. I, so I think that he actually, by kicking the field goal, you, now you're saying, well, we have to get the stop no matter what. So, whereas if you tie the game, you you need didn't necessarily have to get the stop. But the thing is, like, Tom Brady's then going to be in the two-minute to try to kick a field goal to beat you. So by kicking the three to then be down five – a touchdown now wins you the game rather than tying it, and you don't have to go for the low percentage fourth and eight and two point consecutively.
4: Does that make
2: sense? No, well, no, for sure. Like, yeah, kind of
4: crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I think though, if you're looking at it in that situation, how can you really trust your defense to get the stop when they haven't gotten a stop all game? I, totally I think agree. that's a that's a, a spot where yeah, if you kick the field goal, okay, you have to get the touchdown. But even if you get the touchdown, if you miss it slightly. Really, if you go for a miss completely, you're still down eight, get the ball back, and you can still tie the game. If you get the touchdown, well, now you're only – and missed the two-point conversion, well, now, you know, you're only down, what, two at that point? You get the ball back, you kick field goal to win the game. So, to me, it's like, why not just go for the touchdown? Do you really think your defense is going to get a stop now when they haven't got a stop the entire freaking game? I mean, I loved it. I, I, I sent – uh, Matt LaFleur a bouquet of flowers a nice box of chocolates a pizza because I had the under 58 in that game they go for the touchdown I'm I'm done right there I, if they get the two-point conversion that that pushes in my parlay but Matt, Matt LaFleur genius love kicking the field goal there because I cash out on the fifty the goddamn 57 and I hit the under 58 for, for T of course I got flack all week because now I'm number one in the book it standings yeah, yeah. and everyone's gonna like, oh, mention
2: you. that right away right you, you, <laughs> yeah.
4: te- you teased it you, you teased it well i'll just give you guys a good opportunity to jab me too because i know you you would it's but uh they're like, oh, nick you teased it. you teased it. i'm like fuck yeah i teased it that's what you do in playoffs that's how you win and
1: else lost their bets and so yeah of so course teasers. we never give you shit always for always teasers. teasers i always tease yeah i love teasers what you want to try to go you up know. against vegas yeah good luck
4: yeah yeah, well, that and, that and that was my exact point. No, I mean, you guys give me shit for for being on, you know, when I'm on top and and rubbing it in. But that's what folks feel feeling this week because here I am, here I am making smart bets and like, oh, you didn't take a chance. No shit, I'm not going to take a chance on a twenty dollars parlay for Bills and Bucks to win and the the under in both games. Like, no, to win five hundred dollars because it's not going to fucking hit.
0: The bigger <laughs> yeah. mistake. That yeah, LaFleur you know why you get
1: odds? Because it's not gonna fucking hit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. The bigger mistake that LaFour made than uh kicking the field goal was not kicking the ball through the back of the end zone. He let them catch it and kind of run it out a little bit and get down so that and then you knew that Brady was gonna throw the ball. That was their only option. There's like two oh two on the clock, he has to throw it and they give up the nine yard completion. So then you have to jump off sides and give them the first down. It completely wasted his advantage of the fourth timeout. Sure.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, I don't know. They hadn't kicked it out of the back of the end zone all game. And watching the Packers, I know Mason Crosby this season so far has been able to do it. But do you remember in the Rams game where he got tackled and banged up his shoulder or collarbone on the, on the botched PAT? I think I wonder if that affected him kicking. And we didn't see him very much, and it wasn't—it was—it wasn't really a storyline or anything like that. But I wonder if that affected him kicking it deep, and, and if that had anything to do with it. My bigger issue, you know, now looking back at it with, Laf- and again, I still disagree with it. I would have gone for it on the fourth and eight, but I did look at the chart. You had a ten percent. So going into that situation, they had a ten percent chance to win. If you kick the field goal, your winning percentage goes down to nine percent. If you really, yes, it went down 1%. So w- when you think about it, you're already in a shit situation. Like it, if if you miss the fourth and eight, you drop from 10 to like practically zero. So like by kicking the field goal, you did drop at 1%. But like I said, like if you, if you're trying to go like the touchdown two point route, it's, it's highly unlikely that you convert both of those. And even then you've just tied the game. So it's like, you, you're kind of thinking, well, we got to get a stop regardless because If we, you know, fail on fourth and eight, we have to get a stop to get the ball back. If we get the touchdown but fail on the two-point, we have to get a stop to get the ball back. If we get them both, we need to stop Tom Brady from kicking a game-expiring field goal to beat us. So, like, I think he was thinking, like, we got to get the stop anyways. The field goal gives me the best chance to win because now if I get the stop, I can have Rodgers just go and win it. Fuck overtime. Like if yeah. we a touchdown here, it's done. Like the game. Well, is they cool. forced they forced
2: about- a third down. They forced a third down in what like so, six or whatever it was. And yeah. I mean,
1: they- I, I mean, my issue was, and here's the here's the big issue with the call is like I think they would have had like one forty left. Like I mean, come on, it's a like, lot of time Rogers for Aaron Rodgers. Forty left for a touchdown to win. Nothing's guaranteed in sports. I think he would have done it. You know, yeah. like the way that they were rolling with the situation, and just watching the guy play, I, I feel like they would have done it. Um, now obviously you don't know. And that's why I think the call so fucking dumb. Like they just, in the the end of the day, the NFL is like an entertainment business and beyond it being fair, like life's not fair, you know, but, uh, beyond it, like they just robbed, you know, all the viewers of that theater. Like, can he do it? Can he not? You know, it's Rogers versus Brady at the end who has the ball last, you know? But, uh, my bigger gripe with LaFleur, he didn't run it a single time on the goal to go. I would have ran it first and goal there uh get you get yourself closer to the point where you have a higher percentage of converting on fourth like don't just chuck it four times like what But you're
2: putting in the ball in your your best player's hands i mean that's what you're doing you're, you're giving your franchise they, guy a chance they drop
1: back like damn near 60 times that hasn't been the, the way they've run the offense all season long uh and they got away from it in the second half now a lot of people just for for abandoning the run and and passing as often as he did and i would contest like well, you were down fucking twenty-eight to ten, right? You know, right. like
0: what do you what do you want to do? Yeah, they yeah. had uh, forty-eight passing attempts, sixteen rushes, but also to go with that, I know we had put up the graphic on the show about the Bucks or Rogers against the Bucks blitz and compared to the rest of the league, he was sacked five times and hit eight times.
1: Yeah. And that's that's another thing we hadn't it, touched on in the game yet. Like, yeah. the, the missing Bakhtiari was a game changer. I mean, it, just, yeah. Barrett it was, had three
0: like, sacks and yeah, four Barrett. of those QB hits. And Jason Pierre Paul had two sacks and two QB hits. So, pretty much both of them came from those edge rushers. All, all five
1: sacks came from the tackles. So, yeah. of which we had, I believe, all backups in. So. <laughs>
2: Makes a difference, know, it man.
1: Just, it, it, it hurt. You know, the Rams rush was from the interior for the most part, and we had an all-pro center, and our guard, Elston Jenkins, is like the new Zach Martin. So, like, we were able to handle that. But when it came from the edges, it clearly showed up, and uh, it hurt him. So, I mean, I I, 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 that was therapy for me. I got it all out. I'm ready to move <laughs> on to <of> the <laughs> AFC Championship, guys. I mean, it sucked because I felt like this was their best chance to win another one in the Rodgers era. Now, now. You know they they could be back next year. I mean they they could be. They the team should in theory only get better. Will Rogers be back? he he's not leaving, right? Suck. So, he's not leaving. No, 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 no. I mean we can. I guess we can spend some time talking about that because it did go a little viral on Monday. But I and I think I mentioned this to you guys during the Bills game. I said I think he's more referring to like the front office because yeah. of how cutthroat and crazy they are. Like, and they the defensive start. coordinator. Yeah. Mike Patton yep. should be fucking gone yesterday. I, I cannot believe he hasn't been fired yet. And I, I will I will tell you this. As long as he is the defensive coordinator, they have no shot. Yeah. Literally zero shot to win a Super Bowl. After I
2: saw that, I believe you, 100%. Like, we've seen their run defense, but holy shit,
1: that was bad. And I think he's been bailed out a little by the personnel at times, and they played some shitty opponents, so it's like the the success of the team, I think, has really covered it up. They wanted to fire him last year, and Mark Murphy wouldn't let him. Like, dude, we got to the NFC Championship. Defense played well the first half of the season, like – we're not gonna fire him so they did you know I think what a lot of people they make the mistake of doing you held on to him for a year too long and now like it fucking burned him in the worst way this year because Mm -hmm. this was not a 49ers offense right like Brady threw three picks I give Pettin zero credit for them like they were the biggest ducks I have ever seen in my life and they even dropped a couple more so it's like yeah, they have zero negative zero chance if if Patton is the coordinator. Now, if they fire him, which I expect them to, look for Jim Leonard, the uh, Wisconsin DC, to maybe get some looks. A lot of the pro DCs have been hired already. Leonard is like an up and coming stud defensive coach. I would love to see Green Bay hire him. But we can move on to the uh, to the AFC Championship now. Tali, I don't know. I feel like I should give you the floor, man. Like, how 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 did you feel? What were your takeaways watching the game?
0: Uh. I don't know what their defensive game plan was because I don't understand the point of dropping your linebackers 12 yards and just letting guys just kind of stand there, catch the ball. And then you try to tackle them. But every time you tackle them, they're right there at the stick. So it's just first down after first down. But I I don't know. It was not a well-executed game, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Mahomes picked them apart. I mean, it – he looked a lot better than we thought he would. I mean, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. He was going to play, but I thought he was going to be a little banged up. And the Bills just didn't have it. They, they played a very similar game, you know, it, especially at the end of that first half that they did against the Ravens. And I said it last week. I said, if they play that way against the Chiefs, they're going to get wrecked. Um, and it, it happened. I mean, the Chiefs are just – they're insane. I mean, they, they just – they have so many options. They didn't even have Watkins and Carter uh, – or uh, – What's his name? Is it Carter Edwards Hilaire? I'm totally. Clyde, Clyde <laughs> Edwards. It's been a long day. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I actually well, do names. That. I mean,
1: you, we should only <laughs> have to remember two.
2: Right. So, you know, they have all these weapons and, and half of them aren't even used all the time. Anyway, they just, they're just so good. And their defense has just this kind of pizzazz to them. And they're going to, they're a lot better than the Packers defense. So Brady and company's got a big game ahead in, in the Super Bowl. I know we're saving that talk for a while, but, uh, The chiefs just disproved how fucking good they really are by just wrecking the bills and i mean buffalo didn't help themselves but the chiefs let's let's get it right the chiefs won that game the the bills didn't completely lose it
1: yeah yeah yeah, like as opposed to like the nfc championship game which i kind of felt like the packers more oh yeah rather than the thousand percent like yep tolly said it best like we were watching the game he goes He goes, you shouldn't be able to do that. Like that Patrick Mahomes throw, like, and he's right. Like it's absolutely fucking ridiculous what that guy does sometimes. Like, I I really don't know how you defend or beat them. Like when they flip the switch,
0: they're unbeatable. I will like, they're unbeatable. I also told somebody this week that I don't know how much that team really expected to beat the Ravens. I think they might've been a little scared of Lamar Jackson and that running game. And, when they did stop them and beat them it was kind of a little bit of a shock and they didn't really expect to play the chiefs and the chiefs just kind of came out and smacked them in the mouth. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Dad, just re- I mean, uh, Dad just reappeared um, on the show. His name yeah. is now he's here. Now he's gone <laughs> he keeps going in and out on his internet.
4: I think this is a classic case of where we've seen, uh, you know, how Kansas city plays late in the season, right? They, they're going to have their mishaps in the middle of the season, but ultimately good coaching behind Andy Reid. And more importantly, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you guys saw the clip of uh, Patrick Mahomes consoling Michael Hardman after that play when he fumbled it to give yeah. the Buffalo a uh, chance to go up 9 nothing. He then comes back out, goes for a 50-yard run, and ultimately scores a touchdown later in the game. And so that's kind of the bounce back that the Chiefs are known to do. They know how to do it. They've been there. You know, Patrick Mahomes. Being down nine, nothing tra- trailing, playing from behind. I think uh, a big, a big, big, big issue is going to be the loss of Eric Fisher at left tackle going into the Super Bowl. Oh, um, that's yeah. going to be a huge Did, storyline.
1: Achilles, Nick, to like, the, yep. is that what happened? Yep. Achilles, yep. yeah. yeah.
4: He's, he's done for the year. But the Chiefs just, again, stuck to their game plan, stepped on the gas, kept going even when they got a lead and, and uh, kept pushing. And that's something that. You know, Buffalo, I thought, is honestly probably more of a complete team than Kansas City is. But when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, uh, he's used to knowing how to adapt and change under pressure, get the ball out quick. Josh Allen just isn't. Like, Josh Allen is an MVP caliber quarterback this year. He put up that performance. But the fact that he does not know how to throw the ball away when he gets pressured – and when he's going down, I mean he he's getting taken down from one side, has the ball in the other hand. All you gotta do is throw it, throw it away, throw it away,
0: throw it out of bounds. Four sacks takes... for fifty three yards. Four yeah. sacks, fifty three yards.
4: Yeah. He just keeps running backwards and drags the lineman with him until he gets taken down for a thirty yard loss. Like you can't be doing that in a playoff game because that's not going to give you an opportunity to uh, even if it's on first down, second down, that's that's not giving you enough opportunities to get the first down you're asking Stefan Diggs essentially to make a miraculous play and it's just, they just don't have the guys that can do it where Kansas city on the other hand has three, four, five different weapons that can give you the big play when you need it. Even the, uh, the Pringle guy, you know, who was in for Sammy Watkins, like he was, you know, not really a large impact on the game, but, uh, he, he is able to make some shifty plays and, and uh, it's, it's kind of tough to ask Stephon Diggs to be the guy uh, to do that for, for Buffalo. So I just think Kansas City and Tampa Bay both are, are more of the complete teams. And they, they showed it. They showed the experience, the veteran experience that they have in the playoffs uh, in that game.
2: Who's the last, like, most explosive offense like the Chiefs? Like, who in recent history reminds you as being as dominant as the Chiefs? Greatest you know, show. He, he, greatest show? Yeah. I've heard that comparison Rams. today. I gonna, that,
1: that's what popped in my mind when you said it. Like, I can't think of an offense between those two that's been as good. Like I I guess actually Manning Colts.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, what about 06? Because yeah. they had like Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dwight Clark.
1: What about when because didn't uh Manning he either broke the yards in a single season or a touchdown single season touchdown with like they had Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and uh the tight end,
0: Dallas Clark. Like they were all just Insane that year. Yeah. I think the current. I say Dwight Clark. I
2: meant Dallas Clark.
0: First quarterback to wide receiver, the touchdown record is still Brady and Randy Moss. And that offense was pretty unstoppable that year that they went undefeated until the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's easy to forget about them because we just kind of talk about it as like Brady Moss. But I mean, (laughs) it was like an unreal offense, you know? Dude,
2: even the Rodgers years with with, uh, Jordy and and Cobb, when like they were at the top of
1: their games, like that this stretch and it was around like yeah when they won the super bowl tj like they had nelson they had Cobb, but they still also had like the older guys like they still had like donald driver and greg jennings and like yeah. james Jones, like, receivers. like it was just stupid and uh jermichael finley was on the team like it, they were they were that was pretty 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 sexy yeah. Dad, do you have any uh, ones you could think of? Who was that sports? tight
3: end they had? Chura or whatever his name is. On who? Uh, who like was it? For Green Bay, like that Chura, wasn't it Chura that tight end? They had, they had that like Chura Jermichael. That F- tight F- end with Bumma,
1: those guys too.
2: Yeah. Finley, T- Franks, Jimmy Graham, it went like earlier. He wasn't that great there.
1: Yeah. After, after Jermichael Finley, well, I, I don't think they really yeah. threw to the yeah. tight end all that much. Yeah. To be honest with you, I, I can't remember who they had, but between oh, JerMichael Philly and like Jimmy Graham, I really can't. I couldn't. I Richard Rodgers randomly, like I just oh, remember oh, him from Jim, the Hail Mary Duke for a year. I mean, that was that was cool. I cannot yeah. believe they didn't resign him. He had a great year. The yeah, one he did. Year he,
2: he was good with them too. Really good with them.
1: He had that legendary catch well, on the sideline with the it? Cowboys. Who's the guy?
3: Who was the guy? His name was Chura or Chamura or something like that. He ended up having like a sexual problem with a young girl or something. But the guy, his name was Chamura or something. He's really good tight end.
2: I have no idea. I don't know what
3: you're talking about. <laughs> no t-
2: clue. Chamura.
3: Come-
1: no. This guy. I'm fine. Finding- yeah, you Aaron- find him. And Hernandez back. was a problem. A- you just interrupt. When you, fi- when
0: you yeah. find him, I, you just yell it out. That's who that's I no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Brady with Gronk and want- Eric Hernandez at the same time.
2: Yeah, Julian Edelman and they're pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no. I I think this is like I, I've heard
1: it compared like they're the first basketball team to be good at football. Like that's kind of how they are. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think they play like the Warriors. I think we made that comparison last year. Like they're they can just score like 28 points in a flash. And they, they did it in the playoffs last year when they were playing the Houston Texans. And they, they have done it this year. I mean, I think that they got, uh, they got you know, you know criticized a little for their, you know, inability to really beat teams as, as by as much as they should have. You know, there was the whole stat about that they hadn't covered any spreads in a long time, that they played all these shitty teams close. And, and I, I do think that they just kind of got bored and they can truly flip a switch.
0: He's only. I can't read it. Mark Chumara. Chumura? C H M U R A. Zuck, do you know who that is? Nope. He looks like an early
1: 2000s guy. Yeah. Yeah. He
3: was a. He was a. Star, but he hit on high school girls. It was a problem. But he was a, <laughs> a good player.
1: Big win. He played from 92 to 99. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's all I got to say about him. <laughs>
1: No, no, you're right. I mean, you're right on. Brett was with him. (laughs) He's fifty-one.
2: Jeez, Uh, that works.
1: Pickens is right. I mean, he's a good player. (laughs) Three-time Pro Bowl, Super Bowl (laughs) champion, (laughs) alumni, (laughs) tight end of the year in '98. Glad we all knew him. Yeah, yeah. Seventeen tubs in his career. Yeah, there you go. Mark Chamura. You no, know, actually out. now that you say it, and I know that he played the nineties, I wanna say I vaguely remember him on those Favre teams, the one that won it in ninety six, and then they went back and got beat by Elway in ninety seven.
2: I'm glad you did. I had no idea. You could have given me a hundred guesses. Never would've guessed who that I mean, guy The, the was.
1: name didn't ring a bell until I like kinda of saw his picture when I was googling him. But uh yeah. but yeah. So I think I think we lost Nick now. So we're just <laughs> shuffling around on the pod. Uh does that kind of, like, cover the AFC? Like, Tali, did you get it all out? I mean, do you want to talk about, you know, you did, you know, you're kind of talking some shit. Oh,
0: Tremaine Edmonds is going to start him. It won't have a problem. I, I mean, I had, had to for the content. I had to for the content. I knew that the Bills <laughs> were going to have to play a perfect game in order to beat them. And if you look at the Mahomes' QBR, which is on a 0 to 100 scale, 50 is average. Mahomes was a 95.8 which is about as good as you can do. So, Dude's insane. Yeah, he plays the so perfect good. game instead of the Bills. Yeah, it's it's just stupid. You know, he you know, just, I, did
1: have, I did have one takeaway, Tali, and, and I want to see – I'm not, like, firm in this. I want to watch him play more. I think Josh Allen is a talented quarterback. I don't know where he ranks in terms of quarterbacks, and, and obviously, like, I think I was obviously wrong about him coming out of the draft. But especially watching on Sunday, to me, he does not have a great feel – for playing the position. You know, like, I think a lot of his value comes running and out of the pocket, which is fine. But I think he, I I do think it's fair to criticize him, at least partially how we criticize Lamar. Now, the the huge glaring difference is Josh Allen can literally, like, Rico, Uncle Rico-style throw a football over the mountains. But, like, he has unreal arm talent. But, like, I think that when he has to just stand there in the pocket, like, I don't know, you know, how, like, it feels like his he doesn't have a great feel to me. Like, Todd, did you get that impression watching him? Like, is it just a gr- a growth thing, like
0: a young quarterback thing? Am I being too harsh? I th- That's what happens when he has to stand back there and throw the ball 50 times and the guys have their ears pinned back and they're coming after him every time and, you know, the Chiefs they do a good go job of it. disguising that coverage. Like when they're somewhat running the ball and at least halfway balanced, and the right. offensive line, like they did not, that offensive line did a terrible job of protecting him. But if he can get some protection, they could run the ball a little bit. He's a lot more calm, even keeled, and he yeah. can sit there and pick people apart. But you yeah. have to drop back every single play. It, it just doesn't suit him. And, and, and they don't do it based on
1: game planning either. I, I saw a stat before the, the game that they dropped back, uh, I believe the second most or most in the NFL this year, Uh, so over 70% of the time. Big Web, what do you got?
3: Okay, so, so Josh, you know, one thing is he's just so young. I mean, this kid, this kid's very, very talented. And this stuff about – Giving a giving a stiff arm to a defensive lineman and going backwards thirty yards, you're going to grow out of that shit. That that's high school stuff. Or you're strong enough and big enough, you're able to push a guy off and still get a pass off in high school or college. On pros, you can't do that. So he's just going to learn. He'll get. I think yeah. I think this kid got enough done in his first couple of years in the pros that shows he's going to be a hell of a quarterback. Now he probably needs a Jim Kelly. Maybe Jim Kelly's too old, but he needs probably like a real good quarterback to tweak him and teach him. Hey man, it's okay to throw that football away. Yeah. It's okay. still use your feet, man. You're a good. You're a good runner, but let's be a little bit more conservative and let's, let's have maturity. I think this kid's going to do just fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, he's never been there in the playoffs before. Like talk about nerves. Talk about never being in the AFC championship before. Like, you're kinda like, holy shit, like kinda crapping yourself a little bit. Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl. The dude's young, but he has way more experience in the playoffs. And you know you're going to Arrowhead. I mean, there it all stacks up to like good luck, sure. kid. Like you're taking on the best offense maybe in the last five to ten years, and you got Probably the best quarterback uh, in the NFL right now going up against you. Oh, and by the way, you're going to a hostile environment with the Chiefs, and it's your first ever AFC Championship. Good luck. You know, it's like the guy's going to make some mistakes. He took a 15-yard sack. It's a rookie mistake. He knows he shouldn't have done it. But those are the plays that people remember because that's how social media works. They just hate on your, your little thing. They try to find one little thing and destroy it. So I think Josh Allen's going to be fine. I 1,000% I agree with Zook. I didn't think he was going to be this good this fast um he'll he'll have plenty of time and he'll learn and i think the bills will be back i think they'll win a super bowl with him i truly do
1: yeah i I do i do too like and i think you guys all make good points like tyler i think you're right like they need to establish some sort of balance like they they drafted zach moss they drafted singletary like clearly they've had that in mind but it's like they for whatever reason they just they rely on him i think a little too much i don't think he has yeah that poise and big web i think you like Made a great ball. Like, I still think he's a franchise level guy. Like, you're right. He has proven and shown just so much talent and potential. But you're right. It's like that guy. I don't, I can't recall any, ever watching him just throw it out of bounds. I, was yeah. seriously not. So, like, yeah, you're right, Big Web. He needs to get some coaching
0: in him and, uh, and maybe they need to tweak that offense. So the, the scheme a little bit. Yeah. To Big Web's point, that's why I'm glad Brian Dayball didn't get that Chargers job. Like, a lot of people were thinking he was going to is it gives him now this whole offseason, He can work with Josh on some of that. I'm sure that they'll review all this and they were a little bit more balanced when Zach Moss was healthy. He got hurt, I think in the first round and then that kind of went out the window because they don't fully trust Singletary. So if you get Moss back next year, have Singletary they're I'm sure they're going to draft or sign another running back to kind of throw in that mix that's better than a TJ on either of the two guys they picked. I mean, that's kind of
1: my feeling early on. Like I I picked, I want Zach Moss to be a stud. I picked him in that fantasy dynasty thing that we do, but like, it just feels like neither of them are really like that good. And it's like AJ Dillons are popping up in the second round Kareem hunts. Like they're everywhere. So I just feel like they really need to get a good back.
0: They got to go with that 50-50 mix with those two, too, which they started to do late in the year when they were rolling. Is Zach Moss is your power guy. Give it to him. Let him run ahead. Singletary is more of your pass-catching kind of back, and really just mix those two up, kind of that 50-50 roll.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um... Yeah, I, I just want I want to get your guys kind of thoughts on Josh Allen. Um to, to kind of wrap up the show here, I wanted to talk about the quarterback situation in the off season. And there's really one guy that uh, I think the the noise is starting to get pretty loud on and that's and that's Matt Stafford. We can kind of take the week off of the Deshaun Watson stuff. I haven't really heard much many new things on that front, but there have been a lot of rumors swirling around Matthew Stafford. We know that they're going to part ways. Uh, he in Detroit, the Lions finally got no an C and Anthony Lynn. So uh, I, I would look for that deal to go down somewhat soon. And uh, I know we thought the Colts was a, was a good landing spot for him. I still think it is, but I have heard a lot of noise. So much so that I can't like even ignore it as like just like speculation at this point. I think there's some sourcing that the that the 49ers are at least interested in having Stafford as the quarterback. Curious as to your guys kind of kind of take on take on that. I don't want to go to San Fran because they're good enough. I mean Do you know even-
2: what their the like rumor is that they're offering?
1: I, I don't know what the package is. My guess would be it'll take like a first and a second round pick because Just because of his age, I think that uh, they're not going to get the package back that they would have otherwise, and the fact that it's just you know it's like a public deal. But uh, I don't think the we've seen these deals made public before. Like hey, like we're splitting up. We're going to trade him for the best package, and uh, typically that for whatever reason doesn't suppress the value. And I think that we think in our heads a lot differently than the front office guys do. They're not out to screw each other. Because right. if you try to like nickel and dime a guy for Stafford, he's either not gonna, he's he's not gonna give you the deal just because you're not operating in good faith, or he's never gonna trade with you again. When if you make him look so bad that his entire fan base wants him fired, so like I, I think that there will be a fair fair deal made for Matthew Stafford. But I didn't realize how old he is. I mean, he's just a couple of years behind Rodgers, right, TJ?
2: Yeah, I believe so. Um, he's like 32, 33, I believe i think uh-huh. let me
1: uh, i i'm gonna google it right now uh but what what do you like do you think he's a better fit on the on the niners or the colts uh I,
2: if if you're asking me where i'd rather see him i'd rather see him in indianapolis he's 32 I you're right 32 I, I think they'd be perfect with him in indianapolis but i mean they have a ton of weapons on on the niners too i mean they have Kittle, who i think is just just still gonna explode he's top three tight ends in the league you got Brandon Ayuk there. You got Debo Samuel. You got a lot of options there now at, on the offensive side. So I could see Detroit taking Jimmy G in, in and uh, you know, for sure a second round pick if if they can have for a first, great. But uh I could see them just kind of dumping Jimmy G on us, which isn't a terrible thing. I don't hate Garoppolo. Um but I, I could see I could see the Lions biting on that. I if I had to guess from what you're talking about, it sounds like, you know, if if, if Shanahan wants his guy, he's gonna go get his guy. Like he's gonna make it, you know, worthy enough to go get Stafford and and try to get San Francisco a Super Bowl next year and get Stafford a Super Bowl. But I, I just something tells me Indy's just lurking, unless they want somebody completely different because this year is a, a crazy quarterback offseason. But something tells me Stafford in India is just a perfect scenario yeah. where. Someone made a joke today, like, oh, I can't wait to get two first two first round picks from the Colts. And someone goes, You'll be lucky to get a second round and Jacoby Prissett. Just just <laughs> relax for a minute. So yeah.
1: No, I think you'll get a first and a second is probably where I'd start the conversation. And then I think it's 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 just the details from there. I think yeah. you're definitely getting a first round pick. And you're definitely getting another significant piece of value, whether that's a day two pick, like a second or a third, or maybe a player. Like maybe you want to take one of those s- sweet secondary guys they have. Uh, uh they're not going to trade to like a star, but like maybe you maybe you get like Rocky Scene. Maybe you. Can I wonder. Get
2: I wonder if they first. care about getting a quarterback right now. Like if they want Garoppolo, maybe they just want to rebuild and and are okay with sucking another year and just just freaking just trying to get the franchise quarterback. Oh,
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd, 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 I think they are focused on a young guy. I think that's obvious. I, you I think, think I think in the draft I this year maybe regime. They you know because they they hired the head coach and the GM all in the same year. So I think that those guys are truly joined at the hip together. Right. Yeah. Uh, they have about the same shoes. They're in it together. I think they're gonna make a decision together and draft a, a, a player. And I think that they're doing their homework right now. I don't know what their pick is. Uh, it's gotta be um, 10, though, right.
2: I believe it's like eight. So they're definitely seven. Doing They're seven, so yeah, seven. Yeah.
3: They're right there. They're, they're right
1: there. They're definitely doing their homework. And I think that they're liable to take somebody. Hey, they're, they're,
3: they're, go ahead, Ed. They're about seventh. They're about seventh. They're about seventh. <laughs> what they're looking at is I saw a mock draft where they're looking at Justin Fields, which I think would be a hell of a fit for the Lions right there. And go ahead. Go ahead. I tell you what, uh Stafford would be interested in San Francisco, I think, because he that's a win now place. Yeah. I know Indianapolis is a very good football team on a lot of parts of it, but receiver-wise, man, if I was if I was Stafford, I'd want to go with Frisco. They got receivers ready to go. It's a win now club, man. So go to, go to San Francisco and then if you're if you're the Lions Get some line, get some beef, get a running running back, get some linebackers, get some safeties. You know, use yeah. that and, and go ahead with Fields and, as your quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you, Big Web. I, I think that the Niners too. Like, who wouldn't want to go play in that offense where it's like very quarterback friendly? They he's he's gonna have a run game. You know, they have a good defense. Like, I I think that that Frisco would just be an awesome place to play. And I, I think he'd be perfectly happy in Indy, too. I mean, like, we're compa- – this is like first world problems right here, like if you're Stafford. But f- in terms of Indy, I wonder how – you know, if, if Indy has any qualms or hesitations about bringing in another veteran guy over 30, like at what point do you want to get your franchise quarterback? Because Chris Ballard's the new GM, he's already gained a ton of respect in the league. Frank Reich's gained a shit ton of respect in the league. Like when are they going to want to get like their guy? Because Phillip wasn't their guy and Stafford, if he came, wouldn't be their guy either. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder if if, if, if they want to get, you know, their franchise QB and, and if they take, want to take a stab in the next year or two, but they, if they if they don't get Stafford, like, again, like who the hell is going to play quarterback for him next year?
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And that's, that's what they're trying to figure out because they still got all these weapons. They still got all this talent. It's, it's crazy to, to say that I think the Lions were wanting to trade Stafford this year too because they knew he wanted out, but also they're in the top 10, and this is the year to take a quarterback. So, you know, why not get rid of him now and just go after Fields if he falls? God, that'd be great. That'd be crazy yeah. good.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think that the Colts are either gonna, you know, get go the Stafford or like maybe the Sam Darnold route, try to resurrect his career or make a try to look to make a crazy trade. Because one thing that we haven't talked about a lot, and we'll talk about more in the offseason, but the salary cap's dropping, I think, about twenty five million this year. So that's I mean, that's huge. I think it's projected at around like one hundred seventy six. So I think talking about the quarterback movement is awesome, but it's going to be really hard financially. I think to make some of this stuff work like the Stafford thing, like people are going to make it work, but beyond that, like I don't see Deshaun getting traded, like Rodgers ain't getting traded. Like there's some of these moves in quarterback movement where it's like, I think teams are going to have to stand pat a little bit because it's going to be so hard to move the money around. So I think that Indy is going to be a little bit more inclined to maybe, maybe try and like trade a couple of picks in the future, to, to to get a really good quarterback, any chance
0: so, Belichick's lurking? Absolutely. So for Stafford, old, yeah, yes, he is. You think? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. So I think he's in the in somewhere in in the weeds out there. Well, just so you guys know, I'm pretty sure I heard this week that it a team has to have 20 million dollars in cap space in order to get Stafford. I know his cap charge is 33, but I think some of that goes back to the Lions. So well, I believe you got, got, got to have 20 million in cap space. So yeah, one. so I. Him, I got this according to track, The Colts are number two overall, they have 68 million in cap space. Wow. The Patriots are four at 54 million, so he also has plenty to get them. The 49ers only have 11.8 million, so they would definitely have to cut quite a few people in order to get him in. Plus, whoever you know what? Else. Good that team is
1: way too good to have <laughs> all yeah. the players that they have. Yep, yes, it's about time that that, that fucking team starts getting. I mean, Packers can't
3: cut, cut Jimmy Garofalo.
1: He's the odd man out anyway. He sucks. Jimmy Save that. sucks. Save that he's Garofalo. Headed.
2: That's a new one. That's a
1: new one. Garofalo. B- Big Web, if I, he's I right, I don't think Stan really likes him. Where do you think he'd go if they got, if they got rid of him? I think Trubinsky
3: is terrible.
1: <laughs> and he just played the go, drop. That was perfect. Go, go anywhere
3: go anywhere but no jimmy's had his moments but i don't know how bad he was injured but the guy sucked this year he just he was not good taste on taste (laughs) on nowhere close nowhere close close to matt
1: Stafford. i'll tell you what i agree with you
0: belichick is also interested in jimmy g he did not want to get rid of him
1: i think you're right Ollie. I think think that it's possible that Stafford goes. And I think here's what's more likely. I don't think Bill is going to want to. When have you known Bill to want to part with assets? I think it's far more likely that he's like, you know, I'm not going to give up the assets for a a well-thought-of quarterback. I'll take Jimmy G for pennies on the fucking dollar, and we'll just reload and reset. You know that story, right?
2: Did we talk about that story about uh, John Lynch calling up Belichick? Is that what you're about to say, Tali?
0: Well, I was going to say there was an official story that he wanted to trade Brady. He didn't it, want to I, trade it, Jimmy G, and Robert Kraft made him keep Brady. Oh, really?
2: Yes. Oh, I know that part. I, I heard a joke that John Lynch, they were talking about Garoppolo, and then John Lynch goes, hey, what about Brady? And, and Belichick kind of goes, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, good it, luck. They
0: originally asked for Brady, and that's, Belichick wanted to get rid of him, and then Robert Kraft wouldn't approve it, told him to go get rid of Jimmy G instead. Yes. I heard what Tolly heard. Yeah, so-
1: yeah, I also heard what you heard, which was, Robert, the I think, yeah. part of my take where John Lynch said that, and I think he was blowing smoke to try to, like, make the Patriots look a little better. Mm-hmm. Because I had heard what Tali had heard where they wanted to trade Brady to San Fran, and they basically had a deal worked out where Belichick was going to get rid of him, and Kraft said, you can't trade Tommy. And then that kind of ruined the relationship to where Brady then, I think, stayed the, ne- the, another, the next year, and then he left. Yep. Wow. That's kind of just what I've heard. Dad, what do you got?
3: No, he Kraft was on the massage table down here in Florida and he said, Look, buddy, you're not trading my number one guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh I there was no way. I mean, honestly, sitting there talking about trading Tom Brady, like there was just there's no way and they were trying to get him again. I think there was kind of a sigh of relief when Belichick let Brady go. I think you're right, Zook. They were button heads a lot that sounded like that was happening. I think Kraft was more upset than than Belichick, but now, of course, it's totally on the side of Brady. Now, you know, he got some help. You know, Antonio Brown came in. He's got Mike Evans, Godwin, like that that Buck's team was set up before he even got there. Um, but you sit there and you, you talk about how he made it down to the super bowl and Belichick didn't even make the playoffs. Like there's that discussion that keeps happening.
1: A valid discussion in my opinion too, because I didn't think it was going to happen. I actually thought Belichick was going to go to the playoffs this year. Well, and half
2: his defense opted out too. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like yeah. this is, I don't want to say it's not a real year. It is a real year, but for some teams, they lost half their team. Right. So
1: yeah, so it's, it's a valid point. I just, I think it's very, very interesting when they inevitably make the, uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, 30 for 30. It'll be interesting because uh, there was so much reported on at the end of that 2018 season about how shit had gotten bad with like the Alex Guerrero training thing. And and Bill had tried to trade Gronk to the Lions that year, if you remember. God, that would have been and, sick. And uh, Gronk basically said, I will fucking retire. And I think that Belichick Bell- was going to move Been so good. Of- he was gonna move off of tom and he was going to move with forward with jimmy g who had looked really good he was like this is perfect i am just gonna roll right to the next quarterback that i already have on the roster and we're just gonna keep winning rings and i'm gonna to discard tom like the fucking monday morning trash and robert Kraft and tom were both like oh no no you do not and so they put the kibosh on that and then that's what strained the relationship and eventually you know had, had him go but i mean the guy's forty-three. Like you do, just have to kind of tip your cap.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just he continues to impress. No matter what happens, he throws three interceptions on three consecutive drives. He should have lost the game, but he didn't. That's the that's the point. Well, the it, guy doesn't right? lose.
1: You play that's to win you, the game. Yep. That's ten Super Bowls. Look, ten you
0: don't Super, Super bet Bowls against Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always say you don't get rich betting against Bill. You don't get rich betting against Tom either. Although I'm definitely. Sneak
2: I'm definitely out. betting against him in two weeks,
1: <laughs> thousand percent, or but a week I think and a half. I'm doing it. So yeah. <laughs> well, I think that'll wrap up our show. Uh, yeah, lovely sponsors. Well, sure. Uh, K hold, hold on.
0: Hold on. Hold on. We got. A, oh, we got a big web's best bet coming or something here.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> big web itself. No, no, I just want to say. Speaking of speaking of betting in the Super Bowl, real quick. This is early, early. But we're looking hard for three-point number right now, all oh, over the yeah. board. Everything I'm looking at is three and a half. So, if you guys got a solid three anywhere, I'm joining that site.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, I think Fanduel with you on you that. And it's not gonna. It's gonna be a battle getting him to budge for the next ten days. Fanduel, I'm pretty
2: sure is it might have changed, but as of this morning, it is still at three, Dad. It's Chiefs minus three right now on Fanduel.
3: Yes. I'm a new customer. I'm going to be a new customer <laughs> here. There's our yeah. one free uh, ad for them. All right. Very good. Okay. Here's fine.
2: <laughs> all right. Let's give a shout out to a K. Roberts, Remax Gold, the best real estate agent in the St. Louis area, the best real estate agent anywhere you go, because what she does is she makes you a friend after she helps you with your business. You need to sell your home. You need to buy your home of your dreams. You need to talk to K Roberts, Remax Gold today. She works around the clock for her clients. And once the sale's done, once you sell your home once you buy your new home, she's not done with you. She wants to check in, make sure you're happy with your home purchase or your home sale. Give her a call today 314-409-4113 online stlhomes4u.com. That's stlhomes the number 4 y o u.com. Sarah Barron Family Finance Mortgage. Somebody else that works around the clock, always trying to give me numbers to uh to to try to refinance my home and, and always letting me know of when the numbers go way, way down to save me money on my house. So again, she was there from the start working with K Roberts, REMAX Gold, getting me and my beautiful wife into our home back in 2019. She can help you as well. 314-537-1282, online, familyfinancemortgage.com. And last but not least, Aces Wild in Columbia, Illinois, proud sponsor of Brews on the Balcony and From the 50. Go over there to 208 North Main Street in Columbia and tell uh, Alex Schlemmer that the boys from From the 50 sent you over. Six machines over there for uh, your gambling pleasure. You can play some slots over there. Big Web's favorite, Lobster Mania, is over there. Ice-cold beer, they got liquor, they got big screens, and you're in Illinois. So if you're a betting man, you want to do some live betting over there and hang out and just have a nice cold one, go over to Aces Wild today, 208 North Main Street, Columbia, Illinois. Go follow them on Facebook. Go search Aces Wild columbia illinois one more thing so make sure you uh, go follow us at from the 50 at from the 50 show on instagram and facebook we will be having a website out uh, i would say probably a month from now so we have uh, big things doing here for for next season big things doing for next season we'll update you uh probably middle of the summer exactly what we're going to be doing but uh, a lot more content for you guys all football centric a lot more things coming your way a lot more production a lot more uh video content for you guys. So we're pumped up and uh, we got a website. It'll be from the 50.com where our live streams will be our video segments, our picks, uh, the way to get in contact with us. You can get involved yourself. Just going to be a lot of fun, a great football community. Uh, We're really up in the ante each year. We do this. And uh, next year is going to be a huge year for us. Um, Hoping to get more people live from tailgates, hoping to get more fans involved across the country. We have the uh, technology to do so now. So, we're super excited about it, so stay tuned from the50.com coming in about uh, a month or so.
1: Well said, well said. Yeah, I mean, really exciting stuff coming. So uh, that'll do it for us here on the movie show. That was fun, guys. I Like getting on bullshit and talking a little ball, talking a little speculation. Hell uh, yeah, yeah, man! My favorite, always. Uh, I love the games, like first and foremost, but I love free agency period too. I mean, it is yeah. the bomb. So. Yeah. Um, That'll do it for us here. We will not be a reminder. I don't know if you said this or not, TJ. uh, We will not be live this Sunday. So you can catch us on the midweek show next week where we'll start getting into a little bit of Super Bowl talk. Wait,
2: you don't want to cover the virtual uh, Pro Bowl?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, on second thought, yeah. Let's actually do like a three-hour special. We'll really blow it out of the water. Will we...
2: Kyler Murray beat Deshaun Watson and Madden? Let's let's break it down here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, I just think Kyler's thumb speed is just on another level, and <laughs> <laughs> See, that's
2: good stuff right there. That's great stuff. We could do that for three hours.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no live show on Sunday. We are going going to. Uh, I'm going to do a do a nut much needed uh, sleep in on Sunday. I think so. There you go. Um, just be a lazy piece of shit. But, but I
2: think we are doing a, a longer stream on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I believe. So yeah, we'll be doing not, uh, the show. Have have some extra video for you. Some some streaming, some uh, some Madden Might against uh, the boys. Might so it'll do. be fun. I don't know.
1: Maybe some Ooh. racing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It'll be a good day, though. It'll be a good day. So for TJ, for Big Web, for Tali, and for Nick, who uh, abandoned us mid-Joe. <laughs> not cool, Nick. I'm Zach Sook. We'll see you guys next week.